Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. And as always, it was Monday, so Danny Kelly was here as we looked at every Premier League game, so we had a proper football chat. Yeah, good stuff. Um, you told us what life was like at the game yesterday. Yeah, we did a bit of that. That's the true. Business got involved with a few yarns. Well. Yes. Um, and we spoke to a guy that a uh, Sunday morning player who scored one of the goals of the season. We think he could be up at the FIFA Awards. Keeps good value. So uh, yeah, well, you, you'll be hearing from uh, him as well. And clips of the week pewter. Oh yeah, clips of the week pewter. Some old couple of old classics we've forgotten about in there. So anyway, enjoy. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon, everybody, and good afternoon, Paul. What a game you witnessed yesterday. In my top five of all time. Wow. Live, Did really. you sit there and, and I've seen a lot of football. Out. Did you work out the well, five? I thought about some the of them. You know, I was going to say the best game I've ever seen, but I'm thinking there were other European nights when Chelsea turned it around and various games. Uh, the cup, I would yeah, imagine Munich against the Champions League the final Champions would have been League the best. Final. Yes and no. It was it wasn't a great game. This that was a great occasion, a great moment, a great. It had a lot of part. drama in it, didn't it? Yeah, but it had a great part of my. Yeah, but we were under the cosh for a lot of the, that game. You know, it mm. wasn't. It was a different sort of win. You know, and it was great to get it. And it was that was a different moment. That was yeah. a fantastic feeling for, for supporting the club. But for actual football. That was just sensational. Yeah. What a game of football that was. City are um, such a wonderful team to watch in the flesh. They mm. really are. And we, we matched them. We gave them a good game. Mm. Especially on the way oh, home. You rattled them, definitely. Yeah. On the way home, I was speaking to a couple of City supporters, young lads, and I said to them, your team is fantastic and everything. And they were talking and saying, well, we're not sorry Cole Palmer left. He said, because uh, I don't know if this is true. This is what they told me. They said, we know uh, his cousin. Yeah. And uh, he's, Cole Palmer's a United fan. <laughs> <laughs> That so was said, it, was it? So they were quite happy he left. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I mean, one, of the, one of the papers this morning, mm. the Mirror, it says, City flops, Palmer and Sterling come good. You think, flops? How is Sterling a flop at City? I think yeah. he won, what, triples and yeah. league titles and all sorts. I mean, honestly, that is... And Palmer won the Champions yeah. League and the Super Cup. I, I wouldn't describe them as flops. Yeah. Strange, you know. But, Very odd. Uh, they are. I was thinking though that Arsenal fans must be thinking that they should have bought Cole Palmer instead of Kai Havertz. He's such a better player. He yeah. really is. So uh, it was an interesting talking about Arsenal. It was an interesting moment. I don't know if you caught it at the end of the Arsenal Burnley game, but the Burnley header, uh, Burnley defender headed the ball and it hit Michael Oliver. He wasn't looking at him I right saw that. on the ball. Yeah. He could have swallowed his pee. 
Yeah, I don't think they have peas anymore. They don't have peas in the whistles anymore. <laughs> no, but he was sort of blamed for the fire. Might have swallowed his pea. We should point out they used to have peas in whistles. Yeah, I know, it's a bit of an old there's anybody listening but did, what We did this thing, we'll talk more in detail of the game with Danny, but there was a moment in the game where we got a corner, and my mm. son said, oh, we never score from corners. And I started to tell my Anthony Barry anecdote, which was basically a Sunday Times piece about the Chelsea set-play coach. Well, yeah. I think during the time of Lampard, we'd scored a lot of goals from set plays and his whole piece bigging the guy up and saying he's brilliant set play coach since that article yeah. we have not scored a goal from a corner it's about two and a half years <laughs> <laughs> and of course as i'm in the middle of the anecdote they score of right course they do. and so, then just before jackson scored yeah. uh, we were all sort of saying oh he just doesn't have a striker's instinct yeah. does he really and then he scores the, the perfect poacher's goal yes <laughs> it was interesting football it was makes just, a fool of you doesn't it i love the way jackson was trying to get um rain sterling scored his goal and found himself i don't know on mm. purpose or not mm. but he didn't overcook it he, st- he was in front of the city fans yeah he, but he didn't overcook it no. but uh, jackson came in and started pointing at him and pointing at them <laughs> you're right mate he's trying to play this <laughs> Down. Trying to play it Give down. him a break. You know, he was making it far worse than it need be. And the people, you know, I said on the show on Friday, I said, I, I don't understand Howard Webber pointing Anthony Taylor to this game. Mm. Not that he didn't have a, you know, he had a reasonable game, I think, but the, the point was... Yeah, I, I won't read out the text you sent me when I told you about no, the penalty. No, no, because the point of the matter is that, you know, everything I said would happen with him happened with him. As soon as he made a controversial decision, he had 35,000 people swearing at him. I won't say, well, I don't know if you could hear on the telly what they were saying about yeah. him, but it was pretty vile and pretty strong. And, yeah. you know, and, and then when they, they took the, the lead, it was, Taylor, Taylor, what's the score? And you think, all of this is unnecessary. Why have you well, put this on offer in this game there's so many there's only so many top referees that Howard Webb can work with oh, this yeah. is the problem you I want a rookie so. in there who can't no, but I think, they're, they're, makes a mess I think Tierney or Kavanagh could have done the game it wasn't a particularly difficult game to do I didn't think it would be you know the, the, both teams don't play in that way I so. think actually Paul Tierney was it Newcastle they've got a bit of history with him so he was doing their game so neither they weren't happy either maybe they just yeah. should have I know, it's, I know it's not an easy job but I, I just think you know I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have given him the game but but there you go so uh, that's it but uh, all in all my, my wife said to me she said, she said to me it's slightly she said to me it's slightly different this week from the last time you came back from Chelsea which oh was yeah, the yeah yeah well, yeah well your moods your mood shift based on your result yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah we're going to talk to Danny about this it was a uh, well done to Wolves I've said I've always liked Gary O'Neill was a good mm. man he used to do shifts here so we've seen a bit of him and uh, he's doing a brilliant job mm. And you can have no complaints about a team that were so on top for vast tranches of the game, coming through with a couple of goals. We're going to we'll talk to Danny shortly about that game and indeed mm. all the games in the Premier League uh, weekend. Uh, that's all coming up shortly. A couple of other things to get going on. Um, one of our team here who's a regular Chelsea. Uh, mm. I'll spare her blushes. Uh, regular Chelsea fan. She walked up to Andy earlier on in the office. Said, "I didn't go. I know. What I a didn't mistake. go. I she didn't go to the game. She gave up her ticket, and we just wondered. I mean, she had good excuse. Got family and everything. That's understandable. But sometimes, yeah, Dad couldn't go. She not yeah, with him, exactly. But, yeah. Sometimes it can be 
it can be quite lame reasons why you couldn't go. You know, I missed the World Cup final because I had to go and whatever. So says Alan Brazil. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. World. Well, that was I missed the World Cup final because I couldn't be bothered to come out of the bar of the hotel. That's pretty. He would not argue that was a lame reason. But if you've missed a great game, maybe up there with that, or if you've, it's a game they still talk about, and then they always say, "Oh, but John, you never went to that, did you? Because uh, you had to go and do your mum shopping for mm. it." But whatever it was, uh, reasons why you missed a great game, the game and the reason why um, the lamer the better talksport.com text 8 and 89 tweet TSH and J TSH and J and 0371722344 and Andy has forgotten his phone today uh. forgot his mobile phone he, he's, he equated it to leaving the house without your trousers on Basically. Well, you, you probably won't get arrested for, no, for not forgetting your phone. But right? it's amazing how often you, you go to use it and on the tube. Well, I'm, you're not going to be able to look at Danny Kelly today, are I you? I know. You're going to miss it's out. It's going to be difficult. We can't uh, have all your exciting backgrounds today. I know. What can you do? And and on the tube, I was sort of like reduced to sort of trying to read the bloke's phone. Next what, the me. next bloke's phone? What yeah. are you doing that for? Because well, I could see that Braverman had been sacked and Cameron was back. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. It was, uh, but you, you, what it does, it makes you look around more. You know, when you've got your phone, you're sort of into your phone. But when you're sitting on the train without a phone, yeah, <clears throat> without anything to read either, right. you start looking around more. And I did notice that the woman opposite me had a striking resemblance to Steve Cooper. Oh, okay, <laughs> Forest <laughs> okay. Coach. Well, look, something good has come out of it. <laughs> yeah. Something, Something like good has come out of it. But, uh, yeah, the day you forgot your phone, if anything uh, exciting happened, um, I mean, I think Andy's going to probably... Although <coughs> knowing Andy, something could happen on the way home. It tends to anyway. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. On the more domestic matters and uh, a chance to look back <coughs> over the Premier League weekend game by game with one and only Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, Danny. Hello, chaps. I, I'm disappointed that Andy can't be doing his method zooming like he was doing last week, yes. where he put on a Caribbean, um, or I think it was Southern Spain, <laughs> background and he took off his jumper because it was so hot yeah. looking. That's right. It did get yeah. noticeably warmer in the studio. It's obviously psychosomatic. But yeah, disappointing. Andy, disappointing. Andy's forgot his phone. He feels like disaster. he feels trouserless today. Because, what you can know, you do? This is what we've come to, eh? The kids. What are they like, the kids today? Andy Jacobs uh, <laughs> is like an arm missing without his phone. <laughs> anyway, let's kick off. In the obvious place, Chelsea four, Manchester City four. Andy sang in a man. This is the man who you know remembers Spartak Moscow coming to Chelsea in the fifties. <laughs> so he has seen a lot of football. Um, so up there in his top five. I mean, I mean, I know it, it, it's always a bit pointless saying it was it the greatest of all time, but it, it felt at the time sitting there watching it, it was a wonderful game of football and high quality as well. Well, first of all, let me just say, um, off the back of Andy's various um, outbursts this season, you can never judge Chelsea's form until they've played Spurs. Yeah. Um, and I, you can't, yeah. because Chelsea, somehow, that seems to be a thing that ignites their season year after year after year. <laughs> so last Monday's game, and Andy, um, no strikers. We've got no strikers. Eight goals in the last two games for Chelsea. It's all very good. Um, first, of all, first of all, this game was the the centrepiece of an amazing weekend in the Premier League. Late drama, late goals, uh, incredible wins, and 3.7 goals per game. Compare and contrast, if you mm. like, to France, our nearest footballing neighbours, really, um, of the big sort of football nations. 1.25 goals per game, 12 goals in nine games. Kylian Mbappe scored 25% of all the goals scored in France um, this weekend. Wow. Um, whereas, you know, Premier League just... The idea of a nil-nil draw these days in the Premier League seems so remote, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, it was a great game. It was a great game. Mm. Um, and, 
you know, regardless of whether they, these uh, top teams at the top of their form or Chelsea trying to find their form or whatever it was, um, the back and forth of it, because it was unexpected, you know, regardless of what they did against Spurs, Chelsea haven't been free-flowing. They were terrific. Manchester City don't tend to concede or get themselves involved in mm. basketball games. Mm. Everything about it was fantastic. And topped off for me by Cole Palmer. Manchester City have sold... I mean, you know, they've got an amazing squad, but they get, they've let Chelsea get, I mean, a top talent there. And I love the way he plays. Really, mm. really good game. And mm. I, I, don't know, I don't know where, where you'd start with trying to analyse. You wouldn't analyse it. you just sit back, warm your hands on it. Yeah. It's interesting, the Cole Palmer thing. I mean, Pep saying that... The, he, he said to him, look, you know, Riyad's off. You're going to get more game time. And he said, no, come up. I want to go. And he said, in that situation, mm. I think it's a bit of a small-time mentality to make people stay that that don't want to stay. What What is surprising if he kind of sells him to, to a rival, if you like. But you he know? doesn't mind. He did that with Arsenal. He made Arsenal stronger with Zinchenko and Gabriel yeah. Jesus. He just believes in his methods and his team and you know well, he's served got a good reason they've to. served him pretty well but yeah. I mean he's been called in the England squad today and I thought in the flesh last week I said to Andy I tweeted him to the first mm. half you know he looks he's such a good player he's, he's a good player very he's a good lovely player, player. He's, made a, he's made a big difference and you know Chelsea there'll be bumps in the road but you can start to see what Pochettino's trying to do and where they could get to, especially if they if they get a goal scorer, make a big difference. And Jackson, you know, fair play to him yesterday. That was a real poacher's finish. Reese James, though, I thought again, Gareth Southgate. I'm a big fan of Gareth, but I don't understand why he hung him out to dry last week. He's only got 65 minutes in him. We saw that against Spurs. We saw it yesterday. But he's getting back to his best. He handled Doc, who's been in great form, brilliantly. Good assist for Sterling. He's a fantastic player. And if he gets himself back to 100% fit, he'll walk into the England team. Yeah. That's very Sorry, true. What's, what's your problem with Southgate saying that, Andy? Well, was just saying that he should have turned up for the England squad. And he's obviously not ready for that. He wants to work on his fitness and get himself right. And so he's right not to go to England. He's right to, to take the time off and yeah. to take the, you know, that's basically the point. It's not like it's not like England is short of right fullbacks, is it? No. They've got a they've got a plethora of them. And it's only yeah. if only Cole Palmer could play centre half. <laughs> what England don't need is another highly creative forward player, isn't it? Um, that that's just cluttering up the, the squad. Um, what he needs to if he could head the ball out from the back and play long passes, he'd be much better off, wouldn't he? Great game. It was. I, I can't I can't say it enough times because it was a fantastic no, watch. You're right. It's very difficult to analyse mm. because both sides did fantastically well. We learned a lot. I think you know, Gallagher played well in a good game. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. learned a bit more about Chelsea there that they can sustain that. Again, when we when we he's that they're in front of another team with a low block and yeah, he said that after the game. Yeah. You know, that's they got to solve that and they've got to be more patient and they need to finish their chances when they get them. Yeah. We'll, we'll but let's, let's, let's be truthful about this. Um, uh, ten professionally trained outfield players in a low block. Every team struggles against them. Every team. Sure, yeah. Struggles. Even Manchester City, mm. um, uh, you know, they have to work out how to get past it. Um, and that's why, you know, it's such a popular option with managers uh, who feel they might be out personnel just, just to go straight into a kind of tortoise shell and say, do your worst. Because yeah, every team struggles we'll against them. We'll talk about Brentford Liverpool. we talk about when, when it works and when it doesn't work. Yeah. But yeah. we, next game is West Ham 3, <coughs> Nottingham Forest 2, a thriller at the London uh, mm. Stadium, two in and fro in. Uh, James Ward-Prowse front and centre in that were two wonderful deliveries. And it was the old uh, Thomas Suchek, the weapon of the mm. Thomas Suchek header 
uh, it's back, and the, back, pra- and those, oh, yeah. the runs and the into practicing, the practicing, the practicing of it yes. so they got the goal was you know you know you could talk about this but to actually see it in action mm. that they knew that he would eventually prevail over this the, the, the defending of Nottingham Forest and to see the two almost goals then completed with the actual goal uh, it's more like a film than a football match that wasn't it, it was just yeah. great. The Ward Prowse, with Andy and I were chatting about it a little bit earlier on. Again, you know, there, there maybe was an opportunity to to bring him into the squad. I mean, we've seen other players come into the squad, the England squad, today off the back of a of a good weekend's football. Mm. Um, you know, I don't want to say Gareth's got a blind spot with him, but I don't think you know he, he doesn't seem that taken with <coughs> with his charms. I mean, and he is he more. Just, he has more to be in better music. form than underprepared Henderson playing in Saudi. Nothing could be more true than that. That's absolutely right. I'm I'm on again at seven actually with um, Danny and Darren, and Mm. we'll uh, we'll discuss the Ward Prowse situation um, more at length. I guess the the problem is if you're the England manager to get the the wonderful skills with particularly dead balls into the team, you have to play him, Mm. Um, and then you you're kind of what does he do that Rice doesn't do? Um, You know. he, is he, 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 he could do what Henderson. He could do with what Henderson. Oh, oh no, no, of course. And there's more to him than set plays, definitely. Sure, but you could, you could, you could, you could name Henderson and probably name five players who are currently likely to do better. And Conor Gallagher would be another example. Hmm. Um, he has the blind spot is not probably about James Ward Prowse. It's about Henderson right now, isn't it? That most hmm. people, sensible people, would say probably that's a brilliant career. Yeah, uh, needs to be wound down for England. And yet he wants to continue with it, you know. First mm. winning four for West Ham, and David Moyes was getting a bit of stick. And I think the point was being made today that they always seem to be like one couple of defeats from a crisis. I know that it frustrates West Ham fans. Or I'll make Tom Rennie, we often see him tweeting about it, that he doesn't kind of let them off the leash quite enough. He's a very defensively minded coach. And I know that is a frustration for a lot of West Ham fans. Yeah. As I said last week, he's got a squad that's slightly out kilter with his own record and how he likes to do things mm. because you, you would argue that the power of this team is all up front mm. um, in and around the attacking midfield players, the wingers. It's quite a good idea occasionally to play Bowen right up front. He brings them something different. Um, uh, but he, I think he, David Moyes, like all very successful people, they sometimes find it hard to change their pattern, the mm. thing that has made them successful. He's a smart guy um, and he will make that balance, I think, between what it is that he has available to him and what his natural instincts are. Um, and a few more wins like that will perhaps convince him to let Lucas Paquetar do what the hell he wants, you know? Yeah. Because that's the one I see him staring at on the pitch when Lucas goes off on some <laughs> run into an odd place, you know? I think there was one win in eight for Forrest. I mean, they're down in mm. 15th. You look around that squad and you think they're going to have more than enough looking at the yeah, form and, and, the, and their home forms. Ability of some of the other teams. But I think, you know, a little bit of a concern, I would think, for Forrest fans. You could call it the Fulham syndrome. Um, mm. But they are in a season where at the moment it looks like there are going to be teams getting mid-20s of points. Yeah. So that they can take some comfort from that. Not much comfort for their fans, of course. Watch no. them lose again and again and again. No, they'll be all right. Right, one, Sheffield United won. And Roberto deserved it at the end of it, railing against the referee. It was a mad game. It was all Brighton for most of it. I mean, I... Mm. I'd mark all Brighton. Not Mark all I saw. I saw. Yeah, I mean, he was playing. I saw quite a lot of the sort of highlights, and and it was they were just all over. But then the red card comes. It, it the it was kind of slightly shifting at that point, and they find a way.
way back in Sheffield United. But Deserby says he he can't stand eighty percent of the referees in England. Why, why name, the, name, sir. Yeah, name who are names. The, who are the twenty you're keen on? Yeah, that's and, right. and are they going to give him an, give him eighty percent of a of a one match ban? Will he be allowed on the touchline <laughs> yes. uh, for the last twenty minutes? You know, he's going to cop a fine for that comment. Definitely. He certainly is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's interesting that. After Arteta's, uh, um, you know, really going in studs up on the, on the standard of refereeing, that he now feels he is free to say what he needs to say about it. Um, I mean, oddly enough, it was a weekend, and somebody can tell me if I've missed several, where VAR wasn't the centre of attention yeah. too much in the Premier League. Thank goodness and thank God. Um, but Deserby, yeah, that was one of my favourite outbursts for a long time. The very precise figure, eighty yes, percent of them. I cannot stand. And yeah. of course, Sheffield United. You're right. You're right, Paul. The Premier League is still such a standard um, that dominating the game, chances wise, possession wise, unless you get the second goal, the infamous and much desired second goal, there's always a chance people will hit, will hit you back. And um, hmm. and the red card, you know, you know it <clears> did change momentum. Yeah. They could like have unearthed the end, another gem, though, in a dingra. He looks for another player. That... Yeah, another good player. But again, they Sheffield did, United could have nicked it. There was that one that was just sort of scuffed around the corner hmm. by Bogle right at the end, which yeah. uh, could have been a, a big three points. But they are I off wonder the whether that would have increased the number of referees that he can't stand. <laughs> I think it quite possibly <laughs> could have gone up to a massive 85%. <laughs> but there is a, again, I'm just, uh, there's a stat around uh, Brighton very quickly. So um, is, that, is that no wins in six for Something Brighton? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, which is, which is odd. Blimey, well, that well, music's loud. We clearly <laughs> got to go to a break. Uh, yeah, you've, got to be ca- you've got to be careful, don't you? You know, the historic first European win in Amsterdam shouldn't hide the fact that they're not quite in the rhythm that they were last season. And and another injury. A lot of injuries. Evan Ferguson, yeah. another one added to yeah. that list, which is not helping. Anyway, Liverpool 3, Brentford nil. coming up very shortly with Danny Kelly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're looking back on the Premier League weekend. Danny Kelly's with us, and we've reached uh, Liverpool 3, Brentford nil. Um, and uh, yeah, Andy, you had a bit of a hot take on this, didn't you? Really, from a Brentford point of view, you see a yeah. fair bit of them. Look, I think Brentford's tactics. I'm um, joking aside. When you know the other day when I was so upset, I was only upset about Chelsea. It's effective what they do, but the problem with that is it relies on two things. It relies on the VAR disallowing goals. It relies on the opponents missing chances, and then you've got to take the one chance you got. And when I had a chance, and he didn't take it, and once. Liverpool scored, then it makes it really, really difficult. I don't blame Brentford for doing that, and they were brilliant at home against West Ham, and it's worked. They beat City, they beat Chelsea. You know, they're going to carry on doing it, but that is the problem with it. If the other team takes their chances, then you, you are going to And be when in you've trouble. got someone like Mo Salah, as Thomas Frank yeah, said, yeah. that's that's always kind of likely to happen. I mean, guess I can see what other games going to do in this section. In a weekend of Premier League high drama, there were also a whole group of matches you could call predictable home wins mm. and uh, this was as predictable as they come really Andy is right Brentford will continue to do what it what it what they do uh, and he's also right to say that it relies on VAR getting you out of trouble every now and then but of course as I've often said if you sit deep enough VAR is likely to turn against you as well because every tackle you make every jostle um, that you you know get involved with it's liable to end up with somebody putting a stud on somebody's ankle and getting the penalty um I guess you could argue, Andy, you see more of Brentford than I do. This is the this is the game where they do miss Ivan Tony, where they that absolute cutting edge that mm-hmm. he was giving them last season. In you know while it's still nil nil, um, and getting that as you say the, the critical first goal, he 
he's not there now. And Boma's having a great season, but he's not Ivan Tony from that point of view. No, absolutely. And uh, I do think, though, going back to something Jurgen Klopp said after the game, he's absolutely 100% right about the next match against City. What are the Premier League doing scheduling that game after an international break? You can't blame the TV company. 12.30 on a Saturday. It's the biggest yeah. game of the weekend. You it's can't our bl- game, so we're delighted. Yeah, no, obviously. no, you can't blame the broadcasters. You've got to blame the Premier League fixture committee and the fixture computer for scheduling the what is the biggest game of the season in all reality after an international break. Why? Just have it the next week. Why have it that week? 12, uh, 12.30 compounds it. You know, you've got all these players coming back from... I know it's the same for both sides, but it just devalues and weakens the whole fixture. What is the point of it? I mean, you're right. Some play, say players like um, Diaz, he will have flown the, the width to the earth yeah, um, to come back and play again at you know, lunchtime Saturday. It doesn't make any sense, does it, at all? Yeah, uh, the another another talking point from the game was the was the uh, Thomas Frank feeling that Endo really should have got a red. I mean, looking at it, it's two players mm. sliding in with feet up. Endo makes the contact. Not a, I, I could not I a red really card. No. No, There's no intent in it. There was no damage done. I mean, damage done is not not relevant, really. Um, but it... Cause, if that one, if that is, becomes a red card, we're taking another tiny baby step down the road of non-contact whatsoever, mm. no tackling, no scrabbling for the ball. I'm sorry, you see the way Monday night, Udogi's tackle um, lifted the Chelsea crowd and the Chelsea players um, at Tottenham. Tackling is part of the game, mm. um, and contact is part of the game. And if you take it out completely. Um, uh, I don't know what you'd be watching, really. You'd end up watching a kind of futsal. I'm not sure I want to pay 90 quid a week to watch futsal, I'll be honest. Uh, Aston Villa 3, uh, Fulham 1. I think this far this under-predictable home wins, yeah, especially, home wins yeah. especially the way Villa are playing God, at home. Their home record is sensational. At the moment, yeah. 40 years since... Yeah. 40 of your English years since they were champions of Europe, um, since they last had a run like this at home. Um, and when you see the goal scorers, you know, McGinn... Watkins, it's almost, you know, Groundhog Day, isn't it? They, you put up whoever you're going to put up. Uh, they go to Villa Park, McGinn scores, Watkins scores, and they go away with yeah. nothing. But you have to give them absolute credit for that because a year ago, a little more, yeah, they mm. were no kind of football team, Aston Villa, and now they really are. No, Unai Emery's done a brilliant job, no question. And, and uh, uh, there's some good news for Fulham. Uh, Raul Jimenez scored. Um, yeah, so that might good, start to get his mojo back a little bit. You do slightly worry for Fulham, you know. Yeah, you, you, think, wonder... you think there's not three worse teams than Fulham? Oh no, there, there are absolutely. There are. Yeah. They're yeah. another one who are relying on the on the on the the terrible trio at the moment uh, to give them some comfort. The trouble with Raul, you say he's got his mojo back. I sometimes wonder with footballers whether the mojo is not displaced, but they've actually lost it completely. Yeah. Um, and you know, no amount of sticking up posters on local uh, lampposts to say mojo were wanted. Um, Twenty-five yeah. quid reward, no, no. Um, and Raul. You know, we all know what's the back of this. A, a horrible, horrible Absolutely. injury. Yeah, yeah. And as a bloke, as a human being, you could only wish him the best of luck of, of finding uh, the previously misplaced mojo. Yeah. Uh, Esri Cons has got a call up for England. So our old mate Rupert Bell saying, "What has he got to do?" And then an hour later, he got yeah. called up. So that, I don't that he... shows you yes. when you're the royal yeah. correspondent of yeah, Talksport, exactly. you still carry clout. Don't He'd worry about that. He probably called Gareth and said, "Right, put oh, him yeah. in the squad. Otherwise, we'll get you in the tower." Well, you know. Um, it's the Aston Villa connection and uh, Rupert yes. rings up Gareth Gaz mate yes. about time but it is about time um, because some of the people who have been in and around that position for England whether Esri can make that leap I mean 
it's one thing with Manchester City's players who are already playing in a better team than England. Um, but, uh, you know, you don't try, you don't know. Uh, a, a, very, a very deserved call-up. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think who would be the next cab off the rank. Which which club now? Mm. Villa fans can stop saying, why can't Esri Conta play for England? Which centre-half has now not been called up? It'll be it'll be Max Kilman next yeah, month. Yeah, probably uh, it will Wolves, be. Yeah. So, on to uh, the game between uh, Crystal Palace 2, Everton 3. Another, another good game. Great yeah, five-goal thriller. thriller. Bizarre moment. James Tarkovsky saying that um, there was a little moment where he, he left it for Jordan Pickford to do a bit of clearing up, which was could have been very damaging, where he t- seemed to leave the ball for his keeper. He's fairly certain he heard someone shout, Keepers. And he thinks it may have been someone in the Holmesdale in with a loudspeaker, he said. Uh, oh, no. And uh, well, if, if that bloke has started shouting keepers, that is, I mean, maybe everybody's going to be trying it now if it puts uh, defenders off. But yeah, he said that's why he thought he heard a call from Jordan Henderson. So that's why he didn't go did, for the ball. Did he use the word loudspeaker? He did use the word loudspeaker. Not yeah. tannoy. There's a bloke on the tannoy <laughs> shouting keepers. <laughs> no, I think, it's, I think it's a fan with, I don't know what he's got. Maybe somebody yeah. who stands there can let us know. I mean, everyone's tried it on Hackney Marshes at the mm. amateur level. You always shout um, at corners, keepers, in order yeah, yeah. to confuse the guy. Yeah. But you don't expect it to happen in a, in a, in a ground holding, what's Palace hold, 25-odd thousand people. Because yeah. I, I, I... And James can say what he likes. Is he, is he really hearing individual voices from the crowd? Although Kieran Trippier did, yeah. as we'll talk about later on. No he doubt. actually used the word megaphone, I should point uh, out. Okay, before. I don't want to get a yes. He, okay, I want to get the technicalities right yeah, here. Let's get yeah. it absolutely Me- correct. And megaphone seems much more likely. Yes. Um, it, but overall, Everton, we we can't, don't want to. We don't have to be right about everything. But mm. the, the amount of times we said, "Well, Sean Dyche, you know, he knows what he's doing. He will. They will be okay." And there they are. They are okay. And of course, the return of their centre forward has been such a huge yeah. part of that. They have because they have a focus in the team and b um, a way of converting all the hard work they do into into something more, you know, tangible, goals, chances, corners, whatever. Yeah. Jack um, Harrison's a good signing. That was a clever yeah, signing. That, that's, yeah, that's been good But he's done a great me. job. Meanwhile, reporting on his hairline, it, Dyche Island, it's only a small tributary at the moment. I was Is it really Dyche yeah. Island? You're keeping oh, an eye on Dyche Island. Bad, that's good. Um, I, great to I, see I, I passed... <laughs> I passed Fish Island the other day when I was in London and, and thought about you two yes. back in the Olympics in 2012. Oh, yes. Quite near the Olympic Games. Broadcasting live from quite near the Olympic Games. <laughs> from a boat. From a boat opposite. <laughs> from a boat opposite Talksport the stadium. at its finest. How dare That's you. It. Yeah, the old I days. loved it. I absolutely <laughs> yeah. loved it. But I saw that kind of muddy creek with that little yes. island and I thought oh yes that's the like those Japanese soldiers refused to surrender that's where Paul and Andy <laughs> in that little jungle there that's where they spent the Olympics in 2012 like nice smoked salmon well, that was good yeah <laughs> although we, then we somebody gave us a big platter from Fish Island of smoked salmon we left it on the boat uh, and returned to find rats gnawing at it the following day so maybe we should have thrown that away <clears throat> anyway happy memories um, we, we, well yeah Palace Elise came on obviously uh, Eze's back and looked dangerous and could have had a second penalty. I mean, Roy was saying he's an honest lad and he ended up getting a yellow card and even though it looked like there was some contact, 
But uh, I did like the exchange at the end of that game between Gary Lineker and Jermaine Jenis when he said to him, yeah. do you want my job? Yeah. And Jermaine said, I'm OK for now. And then Gary went later. And you think, you know what? That's probably what's oh, going to yeah. happen. Oh, yeah. I would imagine oh, that, that is the I mean, case yeah, at some that point. broadcasting in-jokes for us all, wasn't yes, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was so we move on to Arsenal 3, Burnley 1. Let's squeeze that in this section. Arsenal 3, Burnley 1. A very upbeat, uh, VAR happy, I suppose. What happens when you win 3-1? <laughs> Mikel Arteta was happy with the referee. Referees smiling away, doing gags were marvellous. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, a, a comfortable bit of naivety, really, from Burnley. I mean, as I was pointing out, a match of the day, they did a real number on them from, from set pieces, didn't they? Do you know what, uh, Paul? I had, um, with my Arsenal connections, I had, I'm not going to say dozens, but a, a trio of Arsenal veterans, and they were all there, saying they almost needed Burnley to score, that the atmosphere in the ground was mm. very, very flat. And right. I think... After their brilliant um, run last season, I think there's a kind of expectations that these games are going to come reasonably handy yeah. to Arsenal. And you know, these are seasoned football watchers. They're not kind of um, fanatics or anything, but they said that, that the, the crowd didn't really get into it until Burnley equalised. Yeah. And then a certain sense of urgency, which was then transmitted onto the pitch, allowed Arsenal to play... You know, they should be beating Burnley at home. Mm. I mean, that's obvious, isn't it? But when a, uh, when a team's not doing well, often if you, it can be our team not doing well, your team not doing well, yeah. and uh, suddenly you get an equaliser against a team that are better than you, and you think, oh, we've just annoyed them now. Yeah, we would yeah. have annoyed them, and maybe that's what they did. Basically, just annoyed <laughs> they them to, the bear, didn't to they? get yeah. to get them going yeah, again. Arsenal missing Partey, uh, Odegaard, and Jesus, and it was good that it was Burnley from that point of view. Havertz just got no confidence. He spurned the chance to shoot. You can always tell when. Andy, happens. you watched him play for two years. What's his best position? When he's up for it is his best position, when he's actually into it. I mean, he can be so good. He's no question about that he's got skills, but, you know, he's, he's not doing he's it. He's always on the periphery of games. Trossard's been a good sign. That was so brave of him. That was great. And uh, I thought the yeah. shot on the run by Martinelli that led to the corner for the second goal was brilliant as well. There were, yeah. there were some yeah, good, a, good he's signs. A, he's a really fine player, Martinelli, yeah. isn't he? You know, you'd think the days of people relying on out-and-out skill might be gone in the very physical football yeah. we see these days. Lovely football. And uh, we often say that, you know, that game that Burnley at the Emirates will not define Burnley's season. The problem is they are actually losing the games that will define their season down well, at the same time. Well, you the word naive. And mm. um, uh, yeah. I, I think that, you know, it... it Paul, I'm not having to go at you, but it, it, it's one of those words that covers up a whole lot of things. They're just not learning the lessons. Um, even, I would say, even Sheffield United looked to me to be slightly improving week by week, as you would yeah. expect mm. from playing the Premier League. Burnley, they're on the same plateau the whole time, and most of the time that won't be good enough for them. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. 
We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in, hold on. And our current faves. In. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Three more games to squeeze in, kicking off with Bournemouth 2, mm. Newcastle 0. And I noticed the Newcastle fan that had a few words with Kieran Trippier was apologising. I've travelled a long way. I've got a bit uh, wrapped up in it. I'm sorry to the boys. And uh, I mean, look, it takes yeah, a big man to big say they're sorry. That. So I think that's right. well done to him and Kieran Trippier. I mean, I think if I was a fan of Newcastle, I'd think, well, fair play to the skipper's standing up for his players. I don't think, you know. And you can hear what he's saying. He's absolutely yeah, right. He said, we've got so we many got. injuries and yeah. you can't deny. That. Don't you don't you think we did our best out there? Look, it's uh, you know uh, it's not a major thing, but um, yeah, I mean they are off it. They've got a lot of injuries. They're playing a lot more games than they've ever played before, um, and Bournemouth took advantage of it quite rightly with a good performance. Yeah, first and foremost, you can only beat what's put in front of you, and Bournemouth were the better team. Um, Newcastle fan, I mean, it'd be wrong to suggest it's all Newcastle fans. He's passed through the expectation veil, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, where you go, I mean, everybody does it. You, you have a team that does okay or does very well. Newcastle had a very good season last year. And suddenly, everybody, we can't help but human beings, everyone's yeah. expectation changes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he would, you know, a 2 0 loss at Bournemouth. 18 months ago, two years ago, and he would have been saying, oh, blinking hell, another long journey back to the to the mm. northeast." Now the expectation has been raised. And I was interested, I don't know why Trippier chose to get involved, um, because you know, sometimes you think, how can the player win here? You're just going to have somebody shouting at you. And if you make any kind of physical or even loud verbal contact with him, you're going to look bad. But... In the end, it's all worked out very, very well. The, the guy, this is the new thing, isn't it? The Pogmole apologises. Teams who get beat by three away from home, they apologise to the oh, fans. Now the fans are apologising <laughs> to the players. Mm. Everybody's so sorry for everything, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a listener contacted me because he heard me talking about Dominic Solanke last week, singing his praises. And he put him in his fantasy team, I think. Yeah. And, uh, oh, good. Yeah, I, I, I've said he's the second prize in the Ivan Tony auction. He's definitely going to, I'd be amazed if he's at Bournemouth next year. He, he's a much better player than he was when he was at Liverpool and he took a lot of teams I think including all of our teams and Arsenal yeah, yeah. a really lot to squeeze in so we'll crack on if we must to Wolverhampton Wanderers 2 Tottenham Hotspur 1 and oh. uh, just a quick one on, on the Tottenham front I, I, as soon as I saw the team and I saw the, a midfielder for Hoybier Saar and Basuma I thought hang on this doesn't sound like Ange Ball my immediate thought was where's La Celso why aren't we going like for like I mean I, I was slightly fearful when I saw that team that 
that it was no, going to be a bit more of a passive performance, really. Well, Paul, I went further. I looked to take the goalkeeper out of it. I looked at the back seven in that team or the midfield seven in the back. That's not going to win very many Premier League games, particularly no. not away from home. Um, and so it turned out. Um, if the goals had been scored in the 50th and 70th minute for Wolves, um, you would have just said, because it's a gut punch because they come so late. Mm. But Spurs have been the beneficiaries of that earlier in the season. Let's not uh, make a mistake. Sure. Wolves, Wolves were, without looking like, you know, um, Bayern Munich, Wolves were the better team for 85 minutes of the game. Mm. You know, Spurs got that early goal and, and gave them something to hang on to. Um, but Wolves were the better team. If the goals had come at more traditional times, yeah. although, of course, late goals are now becoming more and more traditional since we've got more and more forward substitutes coming on late in the games, um, we'd have been, we'd have had nothing to say about it, Paul. That Spurs were just in a, you know, inert, and Wolves were slightly more dynamic and more direct. And also, you know, coaches are paid. You know, coaches are paid to see things. Spurs' fullbacks play so narrow that long diagonal ball out to uh, eight Nuri on one side and Samada on the other side. They were killing Spurs. They were yeah. stretching them left and right again and again and again. But Wolves. Um, one of those, you know, that they're in that mid-table pack of teams that are perfectly good football teams. They'll have good days and bad days. I thought they were very, you know, up for it and dynamic. Um, uh, I wasn't surprised when yeah. they got there. They're so oh, profligate though; they miss so many chances. Yeah, sure, they did. You know, that is their thing. They're they're a decent team, and yeah. uh, but Spurs had two good chances at one 0 They could have, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, there was there were the, well, there was two chances. The Johnson one that the, and Lascelles and Lascelles. So they were the other two options. But I mean, Wolves got in and around us quite a but lot. The but the equaliser was the thing of beauty. Yeah, that was an absolute that beautiful first, goal. First game, really. first game, Paul, where you could say Spurs really missed <coughs> Harry Kane because yeah. he would have got a second goal there. Yeah, and. If not put the thing to bed, made it really tricky afternoon for Wolves, but uh, yeah. he didn't. And would have occupied would have occupied the Wolves' we defence, which Son didn't on the day. There's definitely. a peculiarity yeah. about the Premier League table. There's, I'm sure mathematicians could explain why this happens, but teams can go like Brighton six games without a win, or West Ham haven't won since October the first, whatever, and they don't really move in the table. And I think you know it takes quite a lot to drop once you're up there. Suppose we've got a sort of yeah. five point cushion. We sincerely hope you're right until so, Christmas. Yeah, they we, need to hang in there till Christmas, and we, then obviously. We, well, the next four fixtures will tell us plenty: yeah. Newcastle, yeah. West Ham, City, and. We've got to squeeze in. Romero, Manchester United won. Luton Town nil. Not a lot to say. And what Andy said last week, Manchester United, they're not, they don't have to play particularly well, but they always find a way. And they found mm. a way again, didn't they? Form team, four wins out of five. Yes. Ten hard manager of the month and all that. It's Absolutely. mad, isn't it? They're playing so poorly and there's nothing really about them, but they've just got this determination and they have got good players. They'll find a yeah. goal somehow. They both had the same shots on target in the game, Manchester United and Luton. Luton gave it a go, as they often do. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you're right to say, Andy, the proof of the pudding is if Victor Lindelof is getting your winner, um, then things are going well for you, you know, in terms of karma and all the rest of it. Um, the science of it is obvious. They're just not a very, very fluent, connected team, but they've got players and, and the crowd keep, keeps pushing them on a bit. And I, I, I don't know what to make of them, really, because... How far can that take you, that kind of stumbling determination? Yeah. Seven wins and five defeats. As long as you don't draw in the Premier League, you, you'll be all of right. Of course, generally. yeah. But you yeah, can yeah. see the confidence, isn't there? Rashford should have hit it first time. Ganacho should have hit it first time. Mm. That's what you get if you're not confident. Uh, Danny, we'll hear from you later and we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks very much. Special. Cheers. Bye. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, the Sun is one of the great Premier League games yesterday in one of our team here. 
she couldn't go for various mm. reasons. Oh, she yeah. couldn't go Whatever, to the yeah. game, and she's been gutted. She's missed it. Oh, so. Very, yeah. Some of these great games that are still bothering you and you had far lamer reasons for not going there than she did. Uh, Norwich 5, Ipswich 1, 2011, says John the Norwich fan. 16 years old at the time, convinced me and my high school girlfriend would be together forever. I needed to be part of her family events, so I went to her auntie's wedding in Bury St Edmunds <laughs> what instead. What a really bad idea. That now it seems like <laughs> such, a, such a bad call, doesn't it? Yeah. That's a brilliant one. Uh, Jim says, back in the non-league days, I was going to see Luton v Hayes and Yedding. I parked my car, walked to the ground and realised I'd lost my car keys. So I backtracked to the car to look for them. By the time I'd found them and got back to the Kenny, in the 28th minute, we were five nil up. The rest felt quite pointless, says uh, Jim. So, yes. That's good. Um, nice one from a, a taxi driver. Where's it gone? Yeah, de- uh, decided in my wisdom to do an extra couple of hours in the cab to earn a few quid whilst the World Cup final was on. Argentina 3, <laughs> France 3 and all that followed. Oh, Missed the whole lot, including <clears throat> extra time. London was dead <clears throat> as a dodo, barely took any money because everyone, funny enough, was watching the World Cup final. Best international game of all time. Still haven't Pretty seen the goals or the highlights <laughs> to this day, says Dan the cabbie. Can't can't bring himself to watch it oh, back that's, that's because he missed it live. Don't yeah. know if you saw this, but Donald Trump, uh, he wants to appoint UFC boss Dana White as his defence chief. Wow. It'll be a great sight watching Dana wrestle his counterpart to the canvas and pump him yeah. continually in the head. Yeah, wow. Well, that would be an interesting uh, <laughs> booking, wouldn't there, it? It would definitely. be quite an interesting appointment. Um, Tranmere, um, hmm. their scorer at the weekend was a player called Rod Apter, a P T No, I was well. Maybe Raptor. I was thinking he'd be known as Ad in the dressing room, wouldn't he? Ad Apter. Ad Apter. <laughs> All yeah. right, Ad. All right. Yes. Uh, I've got one of those. The, oh, yes. the lion that escaped from uh, a circus in Italy. Yeah. Well, well the pictures of that walking yeah. past people's cars. Yeah, you'd have a bit of a shock. If you so just sitting way. at the lights, and you'd look to your left, and, and there was a lion. Wow. <laughs> as Ali said this morning, it was a big. It was a proper lion. It was. That's a, a proper lion. Yeah. It wasn't. It but, wasn't a, yeah. Exactly. He was called Kimber, known in the dressing room as Steve. Steve, there's one for the old <laughs> Chelsea and uh, Palace, Palace fans, fans there <laughs> of a certain age. <laughs> Steve. Ridiculous. Of a lion called Steve. And I'm fascinated, you know, I'm always fascinated by adverts for products, readers, trousers, etc. Readers, trousers, yeah, yeah. There's an advert for a woman's scarf shawl. It's like a cardigan you wear around yourself. And it says, one size fits all. And I was thinking, what, even if you're Sandy Totsvig or Hannah Waddingham, <laughs> yeah. can't be one size fits all. Well, I suppose one's a little covering on your shoulders. The other one is a sort of, you could go to Glastonbury and stay in it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Anyway, on to a goal that's gone viral today. If you haven't seen it yet, if you take, get onto social media, you almost certainly will during the rest of the day. Uh, it's uh, Chelsea Rovers FC. It was scored by Charlie Unwin, and uh, it's a kind of donkey kick back heel. It's a sort of Giroud quality about it. It has, but it's a bit further out. It's coming to him from a different angle. It's mm. and it's I, I don't know how to describe it. Let let the man who scored it describe it. Charlie Unwin. Good afternoon, Charlie. How you doing, boys? You're right. We're yeah, yeah we are. We are pretty good. And the, the great goal. thing was, it was the winner in a five-four win. So it's it's even better. Yeah, no, yeah, I, c- I could have. But first off, I've got to shout out uh, Paul Mitchell. He um, he comes to the games, rain, wind, snow, and uh, comes and films the games for us, so we get little highlights that we can keep forever. Mm. And um, yeah, honestly, if he uh, if he didn't get it on record, no one would believe me that that goal went in. Um, <laughs> 
you know what I mean? Uh, no. Can you believe fight. the old traction it's got today? I mean, there's, there's loads and loads of people watching it. I'm sure you'll go global. You'll probably end up doing something Italian telly later this week. Or so. it's, <laughs> it's one of those sorts of goals that the that, that, that people will just pass on and retweet and stuff. Yeah, honestly, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. I, I was literally, I was in the curry house the night before having a curry. I woke up, scored the goal, and then I woke up this morning and it, my phone has just been non-stop. <laughs> <laughs> Some from having to take take a masala to being a viral wow. sensation. You're going to go and have to do that. Preparation for the game. You're going to go and do that before every game now. You're going to go and have the tea. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of retiring after that. Yeah, that's Not true. What level are we talking here? What level are you playing at? Uh, it's literally just Sunday league football. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Well, me and my mates, uh, Jake Healy, the manager, he uh, he put up a little uh, squad with all of our friends and that. And uh, yeah, I was on it for months to join, and he weren't having it, but he finally caved in, and uh, I bet he's happy he signed me now. So did you just yeah, sort definitely. of chuck a leg at it? I mean, how is it just the balls? It's going past you, and you're thinking, well, I've got to try and get some sort of connection, or is that something you've practiced in training, Charlie? I, I'll be honest with you. I've never practiced that in my life. I just sort of dealt with it how it came to me. Yeah. Um, I could I could see the defender. He's coming into the clatter me really in the mm. box, but I sort of just shielded him off and uh, yeah, just slung my leg round, watched the ball, and yeah, aimed for the top corner, and he, and he went there. So. Well, every the crowd year, must have gone mad. Was there a crowd? Oh, there was a small crowd, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, to be fair, it's quite good at our Sunday league games. We always uh gather a big crowd in. Um, everyone always comes and supports, but obviously, yeah, you could hear the noise from the uh, yeah, yeah it was ringing around the park. And uh, of course, <laughs> every year FIFA have the Pushkas Award, which they yeah. give out to the the best goal of the season. And we've you know we've seen goals from sort of lower. I mean, I don't think Sunday mornings have made it, but this is this has got to be in content. You could be sort of on on stage getting your award from Mbappe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I tell you what, that, that would just that would just make my make my whole life. <laughs> Brilliant. Who's your yeah. team? Who do you support, Charlie? Uh, I'm a gunner. I follow, uh, obviously, wow. my dad's team. He's Arsenal. Um, he's the one who gave me the left foot that I've got. Right. So the Giroud <laughs> comparison's your take, won't you, yeah. obviously? Yeah, yeah. That's what every, yeah, everyone's uh, been commenting Giroud and yeah. this and that. But really? I feel like Giroud's one, was, Giroud's one was a bit lucky. He sort of just flung yeah. his leg at it. My one. <laughs> this is, a, it, you know this is a better goal. Yeah. You are actually better than Olivier Giroud. So that's yeah, definitely... yeah. I thought that to be fair. <laughs> well, Charlie, good to talk to you. Let's well hope the, the, the FIFA do get in touch uh, for the Pushkas so, Award. Yeah. Well done. All the best. Brilliant. Yeah. Take that, care. Awesome. Thanks, boys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's Clips of the Week pewter time. Mm. Uh, you, get, you know the story by now. Some old mini discs lying in the corner. What are they, someone said. Oh, look, they're old Clips of the Week. They've not been touched for years. So the producer, the only man in Britain with a mini disc player, <laughs> Uh, that still works, uh, has been digitising them for us, and every week he's in charge, he dusts them down, and he said to him, we found an old long-lost clip today that we thought had gone forever, and it's one of my favourites. I mm. hope it lives up to... I've not heard it for 20-odd years, but I've, I've always loved it. So let's find out, shall we? Uh, we kick off with Alan Brazil and Mike Parry running through the postponements in the world of football. Now, we continue. Falkirk versus Clyde, off. Inverness, Cali versus Arbroath, off. St Mirren... Queen of the South, off. Second division, Airdrie versus Cowdenbeath, off. Third division, Albion versus East Fife. Uh, Mr. Parry's Welsh Premier, uh, Aberystwyth versus Rule, off. Athen Lido, TNS, off. Barry Town versus Flexies, off. 
Uh, how do you pronounce these? Kearsworth, so we're something versus Bangor City off. Carmarthen versus Quimbran off. Conakee versus, versus Newton off. And Chalechi, Clanetley versus Carnarvon off. Welshpool versus Haverford West off. I remember that clip so well. The whole point of that is, why not just read the list of the games and say... All these games all are these off. All these games are off, rather than just saying off after off. everyone. I quite liked him saying off. They were very good, and uh, apologies to everybody in Wales. Um, what's next, Andy? It's Adam Brazil now taking a call. Good morning. I, I reckon you're involved with uh, Sky, Alan, is that correct? No, I used to be. I had five years right. there, loved it, but uh, not anymore. Okay, well, I was just going to ask, do you know when the renewal for the Premiership contract comes up? Yeah. Well, I was just wondering if you know. I don't oh, know. Oh, sorry, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping it to myself. <laughs> That's right. Also, working there as a presenter and mm. being in charge of organising the rights, they're two different jobs. <laughs> one man doesn't really. do all of that, mate. <laughs> it really is, it's, they've got more than one man working there. Uh, and staying with the course, uh, here's Mike Parry. Without further ado, let's go to the lines. Let's go straight up north of the border and talk to Mark in Dunfermline. Good morning, Mark. Hey, Mark, are you all right? Yes, I'm fine, thanks. Sorry, I thought you'd swallowed your beer the wrong way then. Unlikely on a breakfast, breakfast show, you'd show, think. Although not Alan. It's, exactly. <laughs> he's judging it by the co... Uh, the, uh, yeah, that's right. Co-presenter. Co-presenter. Let's see, get that. Uh, now, what's next? It's a longer version of a clip we always play every Christmas. It's Tony Cascarino, who's dispatched to do some translating for an interview with Arsenal's Robert Pires. And this version actually includes what happened afterwards. Ooh. Ah, here we go. What is it about the Arsenal that makes you feel at home? Yes... Uh, I like it, uh, England. I like it, uh, London. And uh, for me, for me, Arsenal, I think is a, is the best, is the best club in uh, in this country. Yes, um, I like Arsenal very much. I love living in London, and uh, I, th I feel that Arsenal is the best club in the country. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy to translate. Yeah, yeah, that was easy. Just said it in English. Oh, yeah, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, what did I do that for? I don't know why I did that. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you did. We're glad you we did, never Tony. Had that 20 years clip. we've, we've run it's out It's better when that. we cut it shorter, to be it, honest, even yeah. though it's more unfair. It's it. <laughs> Good old Cassie. And suddenly, it's easy done, though, isn't it? You're there yeah, as translator and you're just in the moment. No, no, yeah, of course. Great to uh, back to Mr. Parry and Mr. Brazil once again. Uh, now, uh, coming up uh, around 10 past 8 and 20 past 8, we'll be giving out some of your Valentine messages. I know you've all been bidding on the AB, AB, eBay, excuse eBay, me, eBay, eBay website. <laughs> AB. eBay de Villiers. eBay de Villiers, yeah, yeah, that's right. ABB, <laughs> uh, What's next? <clears throat> on Fisherman's Blues. Well, what a fantastic programme we've had this morning. Kicked off with Nigel Botherway's £250 bronze whaler shark from Namibia. Shame I missed it. He would have had some interesting <laughs> stuff to say. Well, I, Nigel's an old friend of mine. It's the fourth time he's caught me. I'm quite a big fish, but he's catch and release, and that's why I love Nigel. I thought he's an old British actor. Yeah, he threw, just threw me back in, which is the mark of the man, of course. Uh, here's Mike Parry with some uh, overseas football news. I tell you, Al, there was a great result last night. China and Brazil, nil all in uh, Guanzagagagu. It's a province of China. It's up near the um, fated city of Guanga-Rawanga. He's <laughs> making them up. I just, he's just making noises, Mike. He's so made up. There is no place like that in China. Dear me. It's brilliant. What's next, Andy? It's the news with Cat Wright.
It's two o'clock, I'm Cat Wright. I just want to go home. Well, we've all been there, haven't we? We've had a long day at work. Just one more bulletin, that's it. That's it. That's always a danger. That's the thing, when you do news (laughs) bulletins, our old friend Robin Schoenhofer came on one day. Yeah, that's right. Um, Hello, I'm Robin Schoenhofer, a quite terrible woman. (laughs) Don't be so hard on yourself, Robin. It's always the danger of starting it uh, with a quote. Mike Parry now, uh, making a point. If you walked up and down the M1 for the next 10 years, you'd be very unlikely to bump into anybody who's won an England cap. <laughs> Isn't there other ways of finding out? Just get yourself a Rossman's. I mean, it just, uh, what do they call it these days? The Sky Football Yearbook. Look at this Gary Lineker walking up the M1. Yeah, just looking for somebody. You keep walking up and down the M1, see how you get on. Here's Graham Beecroft now with a guest. Dave, just before we go on and talk about Sheffield United Walsall, because you played for, for mm. both uh, yesterday. Did he? Did he? <laughs> How did that work? Did That's a transfer at half time? Football's changed a lot, isn't it, really? They don't mind doing things like that. Uh, Mr. Parry again, uh, talking nature. Oh, no, 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 no. You, 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 want, you wait till you see a giraffe loping alongside your truck, you know, in, in, in the flesh. It's incredible. You wait till you see a, a, a hippopotamus wallowing in a, in a river. You wait till you see um, uh, that other big thing with the horn. Thank you very much, <laughs> Mr. Attenborough. Fantastic. That's Can't ridiculous. think of the word rhinoceros. Um, I just, I, yeah, so this next clip, as yes. we say, we thought we'd lost forever. It's Alan Brazil and Mike Parry, and they're talking about the films of Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And what I've always loved about it is that as Alan tries mm. to sing the theme tune to one of Clint's <laughs> famous movies... Yeah. He strays and starts to basically sing a kid's nursery rhyme. Anyway, yeah. see what you make of this. Like you, I looked great when I was 30. I looked 18 yeah. in those days. 27 years ago. Just look at <laughs> <on> their website, <laughs> toxport.net. Uh, Clyde the orangutan. Remember that song? Every which way but lose. Any which way but lose. Any which way but lose. Any which way but lose. That's not the theme tune to Any Which Way But Loose. No, it definitely isn't. It's, it basically turned into a sort of Hogmanay song. <laughs> Beautiful. And finally, Andy. And finally, it's Graham Beecroft taking a call. Dave is on uh, from Lancashire. Hello, Dave. Your Hi. verdict on the game. Hi, Beaky. Hiya. Yeah, you remember me? We got back a while, actually. I used to be based in Liverpool. All right. I'm just a bit concerned about Talk Sports coverage of today. Right. We seem to have a tremendous Liverpool bias with, with yourself from Liverpool, Mike Parry, Rob McCaffrey, Mickey Quinn. I mean, I think you should really spread this amount of it and put a few uh, Mancunian uh, presenters on. Uh, do you? OK, well, I'll make a note. I'll make a memo then for, uh, for anybody, Dave, to, uh, to put more Mancunian presenters on. How's that? Okay, we like to be particularly uh, neutral. Uh, What about your verdict on the game, Dave, apart from that? Hello, Dave. I think you're a disgrace. Thank you very much indeed for that, Dave. Thank you very much indeed. Dave there from Lancashire, rounding us off very nicely indeed. Oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're a disgrace, Beaky. Well, thank you, Dave. Start off like, oh, Take oh, hundred pounds worth right. of Wix vouchers. <laughs> Beautiful. Deteriorated, but there you go. There we are. They were very good. <laughs> they weren't bad. March 2003, a golden year, clearly, a golden period. Uh, we'll try and dust off a few more for you next week. Clips of the week return on Friday, as always. Uh, you can go and listen to the Clips of the Unless Week podcast. Unless it's off. Unless it's off. Yeah, Clips of the Week off. Um, yeah, if you want to go and uh, listen to those again, they're available as a podcast. We've got the Talk Sports uh, Extra podcast. If you're an Apple 
uh, subscriber. You can go along there and listen for free. Try for a month. Two extra podcasts we do. One, a kind of a deep dive into an aspect of the clips of the week, which is a bit of a director's cut, as we always say. And the other one, sort of all the madcap stuff Andy never gets around to on the show, that we have a little bit more time to luxuriate around. It's yeah. got a slightly different vibe it's to it. It's any which way but loose, but it's all right. It is very any which way but loose. So if you'd like to go and check those out for free, and if you like them, it's two ninety nine a month, and you'll get to two extra podcasts for that. So go and check it out wherever you get your podcasts, if you are uh, with Apple. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded this afternoon. I'm back tomorrow uh, with Charlie Baker. I believe Des Lynham is one of our guests. Beautiful. The great Des Lynham will be joining us. And you're back on Wednesday. I am, yeah. Brilliant. Um, so we will uh, catch up with you. Then, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport.